This is Waiting for Review, a show about iOS development and the Apple ecosystem. From the UK, I'm Dave Knott, and joining me from New Zealand is Dave Wood. Okay, so Dave, I think this is kind of a bit of follow-up, but it's been an ongoing topic of debate for the last few shows. Uh, You're getting an iPad in your household, and I think when we spoke last week... It was ordered and it was going to arrive, and I think you'd had the pencil first, uh, but now it's arrived, right? And you've got yep. the iPad. We've got we got it all. We got it on Tuesday, so that was a day ahead of schedule. Actually, Apple said Wednesday, and um, yeah, on Tuesday it turned up, so that was great. Um, it wasn't particularly plain sailing. I've got to be honest. Um, yeah, it turned up on Tuesday. Uh, thought great I've got the pencil here Charlie's going to be super excited because um, he knew about the iPad that we were getting a new one and even though it's three he still kind of got that it was something to be excited about and I go to start setting it up and you know you go through the whole first run where it's like select your language select your region select a wi-fi network then it tries to activate and it just would not activate Uh, just just flat out wouldn't do it it said there is a problem with your ipad please contact your network provider or apple care that's all it said yikes yeah so i was like huh okay maybe the wi-fi is down maybe it can't reach the activation servers uh no the wi-fi is fine and i could see on my router that the ipad had an ip address and so that was clearly fine connected to my phone wireless hotspot just in case same issue uh, I was like, okay, this is annoying. I contacted Apple. They yep. said to do a um, put it into connect to iTunes mode where you hold the sleep wake and the home button. Yep, and connect it to iTunes or in my case the Finder and just do a just do a complete restore of it. That didn't work. So I phoned the Apple Care people back and they're like, oh, okay, have you tried hotspotting to see if that will do it? And I was like, yep, already done that. They're like, oh, okay. We're going to have to escalate this. And then somebody from California comes on the line and introduces himself, saying they're from senior support. Oh, wow. Okay. And could I just re-explain the issue? So I did. And they were like, oh, well, that's weird. <laughs> I was like, yeah, <laughs> is a bit, isn't it? Um, and they're like, okay, we're probably going to have to get engineers involved with this. I was like, really? Engineers? Like... <laughs> This is sounding serious. Um, And yeah, so they took all my details and said, I'm going to get in touch with the engineers and we'll we'll let you know. So now I'm kind of sat there with my new iPad being like, oh, I can't really do anything with it. And I started thinking, well, do I I just return it? Because it's it's faulty out of the box. If you look at it in sort of black and white terms, it's it's not working. Effectively bricked. Yeah. Um, But then I thought, well... And the best of it is, this was Tuesday, and they said, we'll get back to you possibly by Sunday, so like almost <laughs> a week. I was like, oof, well, okay. Didn't take that long in the end, but at the time I was a bit like, oh man, that's a long time. So I did think about returning it. Um, but then of course, with the sort of situation, the way it is at the minute, returning it is um, not going to be the easiest thing and could take quite a long time. Anyway, so I was like, you know what, I'm, I'm just going to stick with it and just wait and see what they come back with on Sunday. Yeah. My fear was that I would wait until Sunday and they'd be like, yay, we just need to swap it out for you. 
and then that would have been that sort of Tuesday through to Sunday time, just sort of wasted, but yeah, whatever. Cut a long story short, they phoned me back on, I think it's Thursday, and said, we've figured it out. It's because your iPad, according to us, hasn't been sold. And it's therefore um, not activating because we don't let things that haven't been sold be activated. Because you imagine if you worked in the Apple store and you thought, oh, that's a nice looking pile of macbook pros there i'll just wheel those out the back door they're no good they'll never activate because they've not been sold so i had to send off like invoices and proof of purchase and all that stuff and then lo and behold a couple of hours later it activated so yeah it all got sort of sorted out within two days but it was a very strange strange start (laughs) with the ipad it really was and it's all working fine now oh yeah 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 it's all working fine i mean i imagine it was something to do with the fact it was a refurbished unit I, I can't help but think that whatever went on in the process of refurbishing it, you know, something got missed, you know? Yeah, it sounds like something's been, you know, either it's been reset back to that sort of like unsold kind of status and then they've just not marked it out or something like that, I guess, could could perhaps sort of give you that situation. But yeah, it's all, it's all good now. It's all working. I'm not sure I really know what to do with it, though. <laughs> I was going to ask, how are you getting on? Yeah, I mean it's it's a lovely bit of kit. Don't get me wrong, it's really nice. And <clears throat> you know, the pencil is a is a marvel. I think it's very very good. But besides me messing around in linear sketch, I I don't really know what to do with it. There's, there's nothing that I want to do on it that I don't do on my phone already, and there's nothing I can do on it that I want to do besides what I do on my phone. So I can't really do any programming on it. I can't play any games or proper games on it. I really think this has just confirmed to me that I am very much a, a, a Mac person. And that's fine. I'm not saying the iPad is bad. The iPad is great. It's really good at what it's designed for. Um, I mean, just to see Charlie use it is like, yeah, we this was the right choice. 100% to buy it. Um, like, he's loving all the apps. He's getting really good at just using the iPad now. He can come out of an app and he sort of knows the the way it works. Like, you press the home button, you go to the home screen, you can choose a new app, and then that one loads... It's really nice to just kind of observe that. And obviously Heather gets quite a lot from it as well in terms of it being like a you know, an internet machine for her, for want of a better yep. phrase. But I I don't know what to do with it. I think there's a couple of things that may change my relationship with it. The first one being if it had multiple user support, because I feel like we're in a bit of a weird spot at the minute. I was planning just to sign it into my Apple ID. However, Heather had bought a couple of games, like educational games for Charlie, and done in-app purchases with them under her oh, Apple okay. ID. Yep. So I was like, okay, do we sign the iCloud thing into me and just do the App Store login for her? I suppose we could. Gets convoluted quite quick. Yeah, and then I started thinking, well, actually, no, because this isn't really my machine. It's kind of Heather's more than it is mine, because I'm I'm good. I'm taken care of here with this 16-inch MacBook. I've got more than enough tech to you know more than you can throw a stick at. So I kind of felt like this should be should be hers if it was yeah. going to be anyone's. Like it's communal, but I feel I felt like it should have been like mostly hers. So it just feels like multi-user support would be really really nice, especially given how communal it is in this um, setup. And I was thinking that the more Apple position it as a true laptop replacement, more so now than ever with the keyboards and the trackpads, I kind of feel like they have to to offer that now. 
it I don't know like I can imagine Apple looking at it and sort of being a bit like okay if we do this this actually cannibalizes some sales because I, I think some people get pushed down a route of of buying more devices because you can't share a device very well um, so I don't know what the, the sort of cost benefit to Apple of, of not having it is um, but they could do it it's not impossible for them to do it and, and I kind of feel like it would be best if they if they were to do it at least just give it to people who are set up with family sharing do you know what I mean yeah, so we've got we've got yeah. family sharing with with um, our accounts I think I'm the primary uh, person on the on our family sharing relationship so I've got the payment method associated with my account and then tabby and the kids are alongside me in there she's of equal admin status as the other parent but then the kids um there's certain things that they can't buy apps without getting my authorization if you're set up like that it makes perfect sense to me that you should also have multiple user login on on a a, a family ipad you, yeah. do you know because because you've, you've got that relationship is clear um and then yeah, I, I, you know, I could understand them limit, limiting it. I can't really understand them not doing it for families. It's the, the obvious situation where, you know, you've got um, the first iPad in the house or whatever and two kids want to use it. And it just becomes a really, really crappy experience really fast if they're overlapping. Um yeah, I mean, like, in your situation, it's going to be manageable for a while, but if you reach a stage when the kids are bigger, like like my two are, um, there's no way I could really have them sharing a device like that, just in terms of the crossover then with messages from their friends and stuff like that as well. Yeah. Um, becomes this whole other sort <clears throat> of beast. Um, and so that's one of the reasons, you know, they've ended up with, uh, with mine and my wife's um, older machines as we've upgraded and then that solved that problem for us but really you know it feels it does feel like overkill sometimes and yeah I, I think yeah there's obviously they're older now and it kind of suits them better now and, and the, the, yeah, everybody's quite happy with this arrangement um, but I could think back to not so long ago when just buying the best iPad that we could for them to sort of take turns and share would actually have been the best thing for us to have done as a family you know and in that period of time they did not have a device that they could use like that they would just borrow one of ours yeah i did consider family sharing as a possible way out because i thought if we set up the family then the purchases that heaven made would then allow us to or allow me to sign into the ipad as me and then i would have access to the purchases heaven made yeah but she made them as in-app purchases and they don't go across no they don't <laughs> so i was like oh, okay um as it turned out i made the decision then that I, I didn't really want to be on the ipad with my apple id anyway i thought it should should be heathers but um that was a, a, a thought for a, a little while but yeah hit a wall with that in any case it's uh, it sounds sounds like you've configured it the best way for everybody sort of right now and you know your primary device is the macbook pro so yeah it, it doesn't make as much sense perhaps for you to be logged in there all the time 
Yeah, I mean, I, I just you know want to steal it occasionally to mess around with pencil kit, which I have done, um, which is cool actually. As <laughs> I was quite <laughs> impressed with pencil kit, how easy it was to to get something going actually. Um, what have you done so far? I'm curious. Um, well, I, I've, I've basically made a page that you can draw on. <laughs> um, I've got undo buttons, redo buttons, a button to clear everything, start again, and buttons to change the tools and colours and stuff like that. It's um, The hardest bit wasn't actually sorting out uh, the canvas and all of that kind of pencil kit stuff. It was making it work with SwiftUI because, of course, it's... Um, you know, you're in sort of like UI kit territory with with pencil kit. It's not there's nothing yeah. kind of within Swift UI to do it. So I had to do the whole um, is it UI view representable? Yep. Um, and I did it for my text fields a little while ago. And I remember when I finished doing it, I remember thinking I am going to forget how to do this instantly. <laughs> <laughs> and I went back to it for this, thinking, oh no, I've got to do that thing that I didn't quite get my head around the first time and thought I was going to forget it and I did and I have and I was like oh no that was the hardest bit just trying to get my head around the way sort of data and events get passed around um once I sorted out that that's absolutely fine so it's basically given me everything that the notes app has in terms of pencil functionality yeah um minus the ruler and a couple of things like that but it's got me a very large portion of the way there for free that's awesome that's that's very very cool very cool indeed and of course this means that you can test um the app that you're developing now on the ipad play with it in in that size on a physical device yeah so has, has that kind of changed how you've been looking at the app uh yeah uh Blimey. We spent a whole show, didn't we, talking about gradients and how I was trying to avoid a rabbit hole with them. And I yep. came away from it thinking, oh, I think I narrowly avoided falling down a rabbit hole because I found this solution I'm really happy with. And I looked at it the other day and I was like, oh, no, that doesn't work at all. Um, which was a disappointing moment. So, so they don't look like they work as well on the iPad screen as they did on your, your iPhone ten. Yeah. And I don't know whether that's an OLED versus LCD thing or, or what, but I know that I just looked at it and just sort of recoiled slightly when I saw it. Oh, no. um, so I've kind of gone back to my sort of flat colours that I've been using, sort of block colours, and I'm much happier with that. And I don't know. I'm, I'm not not making a judgment 100% yet. Um, I feel like I just need to move on from this issue slightly and actually get on with the rest of the app now. Yeah. Um, because I can switch it back to gradients, I can switch it to the colours, that's fine, Like it's, it's not not a big deal at all. But yeah, certainly helpful to see it on the real device and just be able to play with it like that. It's, I know, it's it, it, there's nothing quite like the real device, is there? Like the simulator's great, but yep. actually holding that iPad and seeing your app on that iPad, that puts it in a completely different light. Um, so yeah, really, really glad that we've got it. For, for that alone uh, if that's all i get from it in terms of value and i can mess around with the pencil that's mission accomplished really for me which makes me super glad that i didn't go crazy and buy an ipad pro just for me um because that would have been yeah. such a waste really would have been such a waste the one thing i was thinking about with it um was that logitech 
trackpad keyboard case thing that I linked you. I'll try and put a link in the show notes. That looks very cool, and I'm very interested to see. Uh, I think it comes out in about a month here in the UK. It's £130, so it's not cheap. Yep. But it isn't £350, like some things. (laughs) (laughs) And, yeah, I think that could be... That could maybe change how I use the iPad slightly. Might maybe make me go to it a bit more as like a little bit of a writing machine, maybe if I want to write a blog post or something like that. I think the case looks really good. And in some ways, I think it looks better than the Apple one. I really do. It's um, it's kind of got a keyboard and trackpad that snaps away from the case. And it yep. connects magnetically, I guess, and connects to the, the smart connector for power and data. Nice. So the thing that bugs me about Apple's new keyboard case for the iPad Pro is that when you detach the iPad Pro from it, the iPad is then caseless. Yes. And that bothers me a little bit. With this Logitech one, you can pull the keyboard away from it and detach it. And it's almost like it's just in a regular case. So it gives you the two modes in, yeah. with, with one case. Yeah I'm, yeah, I'm not sure what you're supposed to do with um, with Apple's one. Like, it is the idea that you would also have a, a smart cover when you kind of want to go off without it. That's even more expense in that case. <laughs> it, yeah, that would irritate me, actually. That Yeah, I hadn't thought about that. And a lot of people seem to be complaining about the way it picks up marks as well. My smart folio keyboard on mine um, picks up you know, all my fingerprints and bits and bobs as well. Like I'm regularly sort of getting rid of dust off of it and, and bits like that. Um, doesn't bother me too much. I kind of, you know, I've gotten used to it. Uh, but yeah, it's not, it's one of the negatives of it. And I would imagine the, the new smart keyboard and everything is just the same sort of stuff on the outside. It is, yeah. Uh, One of the reviewers put them side by side and said this is the same material, you know, to the naked eye and to the touch and everything. It's it's the same. And lo and behold, loads of people now are saying they feel like they need a case for their case (laughs) to keep it clean. (laughs) It it feels great, right? I like the way it feels, um, but it performs badly in in that sense. But it's also it has put up with um, with me chucking it in a bag and all sorts like that as well. So actually, it's kind of this sort of Okay, it handles pretty well, um, apart from the fact it gets all of the uh, bits of dust attracted to it and um, fingerprints all over the outside. And I suppose it's kind of out of the question for me anyway, because I've got an iPad Air. I was going to say, the the only one that Apple offer is the smart keyboard, so then you wouldn't have the, the trackpad. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And even if Apple did offer a sort of iPad Air-sized equivalent of their new floating keyboard case not sure i'd want it yeah if i'm being totally honest i think it's very clever like what they've made um but i just don't think for us it would work just in the way that that ipad becomes caseless it's almost like it's a dock almost like a, a, a thing that you dock the ipad to that lives on your desk maybe yeah i'm kind of seeing it a bit like that i'm wondering i'm wondering actually if there's an element of um because of the current world situation, people are not necessarily road testing it right now in the same way as they would do normally. That's I'm true, thinking like, you know, taking it on public transport, traveling all over town with it, that sort of thing. Um, I don't know whether that would, you know, force out certain edges of, of the experience that perhaps people are not seeing so far. So, you know, it becomes more obviously a, a kind of like docking 
thing if you're just at home. You'd, you'd leave it on your desk where you do the writing and then maybe you're happy with it being caseless if you're just going from the desk to your lounge. I could imagine some people being okay with that. Um, I wouldn't be. But, yeah, that's, you know, I've got kids and a cat and this and the other to contend with. Uh, even if I'm okay with, with the iPad being out, I wouldn't want it around them with without a case. But, yeah, uh, and then... You know, maybe we will see um, different experiences with it as as things start to open up again. Um, yeah, and and in which case, having it in that smart keyboard setup all the time might actually be the you know the sweet spot, the bit that's great because uh, then you've always got the keyboard, you've always got the trackpad, and it's it's just a laptop really outside of the house. Hmm. Have you tried the cursor support with yours yet? I have. Um, I briefly paired it to my uh, Magic uh, trackpad, and it's cool. But again, uh, it wasn't enough for me to sort of go like, "Oh, I need to have a trackpad with this all the time." Yeah, I can see how if it's built in, um, in the same way as as the Logitech one and as Apple Smart Keyboard, I can see how it's useful, and I can kind of understand why um, Apple have just built a small trackpad. You know, it's a bit of a landing strip, really, on that keyboard um, compared to, to the Magic Trackpad or the trackpads on the MacBook Pros. And I can kind of understand why, because the the you really are just sort of using it for kind of, you know, moving quite gradually between things. It's not really... Um, I don't feel like it's the full experience. Like, you're not necessarily going to try and do gestures in the same way. Um, because you've you've just got the screen in front of you. If you need to sort of do the, the, the gestures, you can just touch it and do it. So I yeah. guess I can understand why they've given it such a small trackpad. Um, but yeah, suffice to say, my, my trackpad is paired to my Mac. I've not repaired it back to the to the iPad since testing it out. Yeah, did you notice that there was like a bit of... I don't know whether I've got an issue with my touchpad or something, but it was almost like the cursor wasn't moving like one-to-one with my touch input. Okay, no, I didn't notice anything like that. Almost like if I was to move my finger quickly, it's almost like the cursor picked up some momentum and took a little longer to stop after I'd stopped or removed my finger from the touchpad. Hmm. No, I didn't notice anything like that, but it might be that they've they've built some level of, of kind of inertia in there or something. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know whether it's almost like a fault or or, or a feature. Um, it just felt a little bit a bit weird. So I'm going to re- repair it and have another go at another point. But yeah, I, I really think that case is going to be the way to go. It's it's quite a lot of money, but uh, I think it could make the difference between this iPad going the same way as all my previous iPads have gone um, to it being something much more useful to us. Um, yeah because i can imagine like heather wants to sit down and do some like internet stuff or whatever she's going to find that so much more useful with a keyboard and a touchpad yeah and then then when she's done and she wants to go back to like you know playing games or you know social media apps just pull that keyboard away put it to one side and then you've got like a nice cased ipad that's kind of got like a kickstand thing at the back as well similar to the surfaces um I i think it's really nice and it's got a little fabric loop to stow the pencil Oh, that's nice. So actually, it ticks every single box I would look for in a case. Um, 
better than yeah. sort of anything Apple's offering, I think, at the minute. Um, which is kind of handy that it's they've made it for the for the iPad Air because in a way it's almost when you look at the lineup, it's the iPad Air is a bit precarious, isn't it? In some ways, because you've got the Pros, which are so clearly the Pros, and they're really good, and you've got at the other end you've got standard iPad which is so close to being the air in a lot of ways. All it needs is a refresh where it gets a new chip and a laminated screen, and it's like, well, what's the iPad yeah. Air doing? So I kind of feel like in terms of accessories, you may not see many for that long. I guess you've got the the heritage of the iPad Pro 10.5 that means that a lot more people have got that size of device. So I guess on that basis, we might see accessories made for some time to come. Yeah, but it but is it it's clearly clearly not a niche Apple cares about in the same way, I think. That's the feeling yeah. I get. It just kind of feels a bit like the Ugly Duckling a little bit, <laughs> in a few ways. Um, it's, um, I feel like the iPad Air sits in a category that, I, like if it was a, a camera, it would be a prosumer camera. Do you know what I mean? If it, Like between a, a point and like click a and a... camera. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. It, so it sits in that sort of spot where it gives you a bit more power. It's got the smart connector, so it can be connected to you know a smart keyboard or a few other bits in that way. Um, and it's a slightly better build quality than than the base model. You know, it's thinner. I think it feels nicer to use. Um, but yeah, it's it's very much in that sort of like middle ground, um, which means it is it's it's not going to suit everybody. You know, if you want it to be, if you're a pro and there are things within the, the pro lineup that I guess will draw you there, you know, if you just want an iPad to play games and have a bigger screen, then the entry-level model suits you fine. Um, that's that's its niche. I guess it sort of makes sense in that kind of middle ground bit. Um, I, I quite like the Air. I, I think the Air's a, a good machine. Um, for all those reasons, you know, it gives you that bit more power when when you need it um, over a base model, um, but it's not as uh, gratuitous. Is probably the wrong phrase, but a pro kind of feels like that if you're not getting the most out of it. You know, it's kind of a lot of metal, a lot of build, and everything else yeah. um, along with that price, and then and then yeah, I think the potential to sort of have a bit of uh, buyer's remorse. Um, in, in that in that situation where the pro is there, because I certainly felt a bit like that with mine um, until I sort of started to you know persist with it and use it a bit more. And now I, I really love using it. But in the first week or two of having it, I did question like, have I kind of gone the wrong way? Should I have got an Air? Um, so yeah, I, I quite like the Airs. I think they're they're in a good spot for a lot of people. <laughs> 